When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go! What is up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. We are back with our coverage of Apple Plus's newest sci-fi TV show, Silo. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by someone celebrating a birthday today, Tyler. What do you got to say? All right, happy birthday, bro. But anyway, if you're listening from our dedicated silo feed, then welcome to Benchtown TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated silo feed to make it super easy for you to follow along with us week to week. So please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching silo, then you did find our silo feed, but please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Benchtown TV because we have seven hosts who cover 50 to 75 TV shows with over 350 plus episodes. So we're sure we've covered something you guys would love. Right now we're covering Yellow Jackets in succession. Kathleen and Tyler just did a mid-season review of Barry. We just finished up Mando. And now we're fully into silo. So we've been pretty busy. We want you guys to follow along. So please hit that subscribe button. If you think it's worth it, hit the subscribe button. Yes, but I mean, if you think look, it's worth it. But I, but I mean, look, you're here listening to Silo. You're listening to Jimmy and Team Money just out here throwing heaters, giving good predictions. Let's talk Speaking about of the predictions. Machine. Let's talk about the machine, yeah. big dog. Let's talk about episode three of the machine. We're going to talk about some predictions. So today, first of all, I want to say that episodes one and two, we did a little bit of a broad review, not as much of a breakdown just because it was the intro to the show. We had two episodes to cover and we did more of an overarching podcast talking about it. But we're going to break it down a little bit more now that they're episode to episode for the next eight episodes. So starting with episode three, I want to start here. Tyler had some predictions. He had some W's we need to talk about. I have some L's that I'm probably going to have to talk about here. I'm not too happy about it. But to do a little summary here, we have the mayor. Spoiler alert. She's dead. Now, (laughs) it seems like as of now, she's nice. She's on she's on team homie. So one of my predictions was maybe she might be uh, not necessarily. Yeah, I I pretty much said she could be bad. She She might might have. Who knows? Maybe maybe, we we don't know. We don't know for sure, but it seems like with her being, I'm saying poisoned, we'll get into that. Uh, because of that, she was our our friend and RIP. So, Tyler, you said you just thought she was straight up going to be a friend, and she was, so W for you. You called the the deputy and the mayor. I mean, you saw the handhold, and you thought it. You felt it. And um, Coach Yost, our, fa- our yeah, favorite. Well, I mean, we, if we know one thing about Coach Yost, we know he's a closer. So yeah, he's a. Closer. I mean, if it's gonna take the guy two days of walking up and down stairs to get a little <laughs> action, he's gonna get it done. He's and he gonna did. do it, and he did. 
And then uh, the the writing on the badge. Now, I agreed with you. I thought that the, the badge was definitely going to be assigned to her. And, you know, we both agree that there's going to be writing, but you called it. You said you would bet as, as much money as you needed to. Well, you're going to make that money, dude. Cash out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and and look, episode three, like it's the origin story of Juliet becoming the the sheriff. Her kind of putting a capper on the generator floor and making sure that you understand that she gets shit done as the viewer, but she also doesn't really need to go back down there. So I don't know if she's ever going to go back down. She got it fixed. Cooper is is in good hands. She doesn't have to punch my him. boy Coop. She doesn't have to punch him in the face anymore. And we got to see a little bit more of the political side ending with the death, or we believe the death of of the mayor. So. Before we get into the episode, it's kind of interesting because we talked so much in the last pod about the challenge that this show undertook and why it released two episodes to start is that they're really trying to tell a story and a mystery through the lens of this huge world building exercise. And it's almost like it took us three episodes to get to the point where Rebecca Ferguson's character, Juliet, is the sheriff. Yeah. I personally liked it, but I could see somebody looking at the show and going, why the fuck don't you just start the show with Juliet as the sheriff? Like, why do we need three episodes of this backstory? What do you think of that argument, Jimmy? So you're right. So the first two episodes definitely seem like a prologue. They definitely seem like they're the the very, very beginning of a story that's it's just the first chapter of a book and and then here comes episode three and now the story's starting. I, I mean, I think that the prologue, I think the first two episodes are important. We joked that we wanted more from the first two episodes because we wanted more from Holston and Allison. We have to decide, and I guess we'll talk about it, if we still think Holston and Allison are going to be a thing or if they're important enough. You know, I really, again, am reiterating that I really liked how it was showing us a relationship within the silo of somebody not believing or not trusting the reality of what they're dealing with. And then somebody else at first, the sheriff staying the course, just believing in the silo, like they want everybody to do, but then both of them, both starting to not trust the system and everything and pushed us into the main storyline. I I don't know. I, I think the first two episodes are important. I think it was part of the world building. I think it was part of the mystery um, I, I understand where they're coming from because, you know, everybody wants you. You brought this up yourself last episode. Everyone, where's the chase and how do I cut it? Everyone wants that. Um, yeah. Well, where's yeah, the chase I mean, and look, how do I and, cut it? And it's also it? it's also the challenge of adapting something from a book. You know, I mentioned last time I got I bought wool and I got my hands on it. But, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm kind of torn as to I don't think I'm going to read it until the show's over because I almost just d- don't want to be spoiled on what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. But I imagine that Holson and Allison are in the start of the book. And it, if that's the case, then it becomes like, you know, the director of the show wants to go really close to the source material. You don't want to stray too far, but it is like, I don't know. So books by their nature have the opportunity to provide a much more expansive world for the reader than a, than a show does and we're trying to capture attention i think you know i think they pulled it off don't get me wrong yeah it was it's a really it it makes it even more important that they just release the first two episodes at once because 
I think you needed both of them to really feel like you were in it by the end. But, you know, I I definitely wouldn't blame anyone if they were just like, I could just open up with the mayor dying and Juliet becoming a new sheriff. And then you could like flash back to Holston and stuff again. We'll see. But I thought episode three was a solid additional world building episode. Um, while providing us with, you know, getting your heart racing a little bit oh, when yeah. they're working on the machine and then doing the classic, you know, plot twist ending that goes, oh my God. Now, I think another thing we've got to talk about, it's America's favorite game, Jim. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Tim about Robbins it. Tim Robbins or Common. If the bar is moving between Tim Robbins and Common, we're a little bit, we're probably 65% over on the Tim Robbins side in that episode. Um, so, so let's reiterate for the, for the listeners here in, in case they're just finding this silo feed Tyler in episode one and two, when we covered it, you said that this is the game we're playing here. We have common versus Tim Robbins, nothing against common, but Tim Robbins is, you know, a, a goat. So we're, yeah, I'm not, I'm about- not the biggest fan of the commons acting, but Right, so the, the the game here is if they go, we're flirting with a line here, right? If they start going more common, there's some <laughs> problems, okay? If they start going more Tim Robbins, we're having some fun. That's how Tyler is kind of figuring out the quality of this and, show. And Tim Robbins has more lines in the in his. Oh yeah. So Tim Robbins and Common both interact with the mayor and and Coach Yost, and then Tim Robbins comes back in at the tail end. And he's he's a little pissed. He's mad, dude. And you he's see mad. what happens. You see what happens when Tim Robbins piss pissed. off people, Tim Robbins, man. Yeah, so, people die. And we're on the good side. of. The I Tim think Robbins. we're heading in the right direction. We'll get to it. We'll get more in depth. But I do think common is more of just like a just tool. The he's like, guy. The, yeah. So Tim Robbins right, is pulling the strings. You see it. You you see. Yeah, it. he's he's that was another that's Tyler another Hines that's piece. another Tyler W. That's another Tyler W. The the Tim Robbins being a big dog. You know, I took him more as like a plant from judicial. I mean, that still could be true, but he does seem like he's got a really close relationship with this judge that we haven't met yet. This person that we're going to talk about who's very important in judicial. And, you know, the mayor obviously doesn't like this person. So Judge Meadows is the main judge in the silo. Now, Judge Meadows also, you know, they're stringing along the people that are credited in the cast of this show. So because they don't want the viewer to know how many episodes they're going to be in. So. If we are going with the idea that Judge Meadows, it says they say she, so Judge Meadows okay. mm-hmm. is a woman. And if we're gonna go with the idea that Apple TV Plus just has fuck you money, give us give me one guess of who Judge Meadows <laughs> is played by. And Wait, I'll give you one. Do, do you know who it is? I have or... no idea. No, oh, I have no so idea. So you're saying give like I want an actress. Who do I want it to be? Yeah, or is give it... me give give us a guess, and I'll give a guess. Oh Famous actress, probably got to be a little bit older because they're dueling right. with the mayor. What do you do? Oh, what do you do? Oh, man, I, I'm on the spot here. I need a second. Well, give me your me, guess I first. I the question. Yeah. So, you I'm know, going Meryl Streep, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep, you're just, you're just there. I think Meryl Streep is in that Apple show that came out, Extrapolations. I'm not, maybe I'm. Oh, okay, so she's she's off the, off the Apple train? May. I might be wrong on that. Don't quote me. The Ed, the Ed Norton show that had just a million actors and actresses in it that failed. Oh, oh I'm going to yeah, go yeah. with I'm going to go with a little Helen Mirren action. Oh, OK. Yeah, I like that. I like that. 
He would. Um, I, I feel like that would be just. It's it's the Apple TV flex. She could just comes in one episode. Her and Tim Robbins could be fucking like. There's so many opportunities, dude. Hold on, I have one more guess here. Let me just find the. I'm I'm a little upset that I can't say the actress's name off the top of my head, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a quick look up here, and I am going to go with Gene Smart. Oh, okay. We're gonna go. You think that she's defecting from the HBO side and walking? Yeah, she's taking. She's walking away from Mayor of Easttown and Watchmen, and she's coming over to the the Severance. Hacks. Hacks. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're 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 already jumping off onto some rants, but let's reel it back in. So what we're doing here with with the buckets is usually how Binge Town TV does it. We're breaking it down a little bit deeper. So. This is pretty easy to bucket, and we usually do the buckets by character. So the storylines are two ways they converge, and then they split. So we have Mayor and y- the Mayor and Yost, Mayor and Deputy's storyline. Then we have Jules' storyline. They converge, then they split apart, and we are back to Mayor and, and uh, I keep doing Mayor and Yost, Mayor and the Deputy, and then Jules. So it's we'll Yo- start. It's Yost. It's Yost. It's Yost. Well, as long as everyone and, and knows who we're you, talking would about, would you it's say that Yost. the way that the Binchon podcast always does it is the Paul Billings approach, and the way that I do it is the Juliet <laughs> Nichols approach? You're a Jules kind of guy, so yeah, I, I feel you. We might. Well, have to oh, that was the other into- thing. You were you were thinking there was going to be this race against time for Juliet's character yes, to get yes. back up, and I was like, she's just going to be back up. She's yeah. also. Rebecca Ferguson is buff as shit. So she Oh just, my god. She literally she climbed, climbed that, that rope entire and rope and then pulled herself up to the scaffolding. And it, she it, and she yacked everywhere afterwards. Yeah, she I'm so I'm so proud of her, man. She she well, let's go through her. Man. Let's go through her storyline. So Juliet, she puts back on the watch from George. She is grieving. She is lashing out on on the kid's mom from succession saying, you know, <laughs> what do you know? She happens to know the mayor, too. Again, these intertwining worlds. She's hung over. She's punching her shadow Cooper in the face. Oh, it man. Gives you just, again, a little bit more insight into the characters down on the engineering floor, right? You've got the boss man played by Shane McRae, who I recognize from some other like television shows. You've got Cooper, her shadow. You've got... You know, the woman who's really understands the steam powered generator um, and Rebecca Ferguson's character, Juliet, is really calling the shots and is kind of making this point. Look, this generator is going to be fucked if we don't like shut down all of the power in the silo, put it on a second generator and actually fix it. So it does create, you know, they give us a little um, for part of the episode a spy movie type sequence where they actually have a crossover with inception at one part. So this all might be a dream as well. They might all be sucking Ooh. Bob's dream. Cause she spins <laughs> his totem. I was She's like, spinning the totem. Was like, that thing starts to wobble. It, did it, wobble it was wobbling. Morning? I was like, this is all a dream. Holy this shit. Is all a dream. Bob just comes wearing her, shooting them all. <laughs> is she wearing her wedding ring during it or not? Yeah. And that's, that's the big issue. <laughs> um, and then that kind of leads into the dramatic sequence of showing these people all working together. Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, Juliet. I gotta, I gotta just start calling her Jules. Yeah. Jules conquering, would you say, her fear of of the water? Water, yeah, water, water. Where were we going here, man? We, Whenever it, I actually try and say it, like everybody else in the world says it, 
I actually make water sound even worse. So yeah, I got no, to understand to what you're Delco, saying to my Delco upbringing. Yeah, I mean, I think that this is an amazing episode for the. I don't. We're not saying intro because we did get an intro to Jules in the first two, but this is cementing her character exactly who she is. Now we're talking about Rebecca Ferguson's amazing acting in this, and we're talking about Jules as a character. We're seeing again reiteration of a badass, stubborn. But we're also seeing she holds her emotions in. We already talked about that in the last episode. She only had one or two confidants. So we're saying really one confidant. George has passed away. And Coop, we were hoping that he might become one. But she might be, she's probably leaving him. She does seem like um, the girl who was good with the steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she seems like a good friend. Name, yeah. yeah, yeah. She seems like a good friend, but. Such not a good friend even, that has the viewer they don't want to even care about it, if you know her name. Yeah, or not. but still, but still, you see that almost no one gets anything from her emotionally. She only talks to toaster person, <laughs> toaster lady. And succession her name mom, is, I believe her name is Martha. No, no, no. Right succession mom is the fertility lady, right? No, succession mom is oh, Martha is the toaster Walker. Lady. Is toaster okay, lady. okay, okay, okay. See, I told you I didn't watch Succession, so I'm just trying to keep this all straight. But yeah, this is this is great for mom. Probably knew Yost back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, keep up. This is how I keep things straight. But yeah, from the very start, she she falls almost into the water, pulls herself all the way back up. You know, you see the fear. Then as we progress through this episode, you know, she's dealing with her demons right now. She's dealing with George. She's dealing with feeling like she failed him. So she gets freaking hammered. And (laughs) <laughs> hammered ass drunk and apparently throws up in the hallway and her friend the door's wide open her friend comes and gets her but then boom generator starts hitting the fan she's back into action smacks her in the face she's she's sobering up and she is fully into action here and this is getting back to the stubborn thing she likes cooper but he's in her generator man Nobody touches her generator, punches him right in the face, but then starts getting shit done. And then she has that no bullshit attitude where she's talking to the leader, the actual head engineer, and she's telling him, you know, not necessarily, but she is pretty much saying, like, I am the one who knows what's good and you need to listen to me. This is what we need to do. Now, I do want to talk about really quickly some some more world building we got. We had a question about Cooper and the shadowing thing. Now we know that. The deal isn't really that he's an apprentice. He technically is, I guess, but really he's her number two, meaning yeah, a replacement. He's, like he's, he's already her, there. He's in succession, right? He's yeah. If if the generator blows up apparent. and she dies, then he needs to be there. Yeah. So he is ready. He is experienced. It's just that she's actually the big dog, and he's following her until he which, takes over. He's yeah, the which heir is which is funny because again, you have to think about it. It's not like anybody in this world is angling for promotions and stuff where he's eventually just going to take your place. It's like if she dies, then at least they have someone doing it. That's what the shadow and, is. <laughs> and and, you know, she's the shadow to the head engineer. He says yeah. that himself. You're my shadow. Yep. And that's that's the thing. Which where... That doesn't seem that efficient. But I mean, because then if right, somebody right. dies, if she, she dies, feelings? then <laughs> but yeah, I, so... I, I don't know. Yeah. So. We'll we'll get back into Jules's in a second when she when shit starts hitting the fan. Let's let's rewind back to Mayor and Yost because this is some of the stuff. I don't know that... how much more I can even get into that scene. They, yeah, they no, fixed, yeah. I they mean... fixed the generator. It's a cool scene. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a lot of the meat is 
in the beginning and the end of the mayor, mayor and yo storyline. So we have another W for team money, another. And, and again, for the listeners, it's, I'm sorry, his name is Tyler, but I go team money, the nickname <laughs> I've known him for 20 plus years. So if you're hearing team money, that's who I'm talking this about. This is a so, huge Nick. This is a huge nickname podcast, as you can tell from Yost and Succession. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> so another W for Tyler, because he said that she was, first of all, Jules was going to get back up and it wasn't really going to be a big deal. You know, you said maybe there's going to be some tension, but otherwise it's not going to be a big deal. I was wondering if she was actually going to be like missing when they went to find her. It also showed that this is a trip. This is yep. a, a trip that they are going on together. They have stops that they are making, like you said, Timoni, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. So we have a couple big stops that we make on the way to getting to Jules. And one of the big stops that you were talking about is Bernard, Tim Robbins. But the first thing we guess we should talk about is the fact that she does not want to see the judge, but she it's considered it's considered disrespectful that she did not stop and see her to the judge. The judge is not happy. I think it's worth noting for what happens to her character later in the episode that when she first starts to go out and walk, she looks up and there's two people in judicial clothing looking down on her like, what the babe is this woman doing? So to me, the purpose of those two people was to show you that people from judicial are kind of all over the place. They're hiding in plain sight. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of bad things that can that can happen when you've got this shadow organization kind of all over the silo. But she does, you know, intentionally not go to the judge. Mm-hmm. Common comes and catches up with her, offers her a little strawberry cheesecake <laughs> and be habit forming. <laughs> yeah, it can be habit forming. Which she which her and Yost are like, hell no, that's probably poison, which I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Um common eats a strawberry again this is common's section you know it's it's interesting because there's certain things where it's like i don't know i guess like to me at least they show common there i always think about whenever they in- introduce a character a couple scenes they're trying to tell you they're instructing you as the viewer like how you should think of them so mm-hmm. common's scene is he's doing the bidding for the judge he's kind of being menacing and being kind of He's eating strawberries, so he's sexy. Ooh. <laughs> he's a little sexy. And he's then a- they show him when the lights go out that he does have a daughter. So he's yep. chilling with his daughter. So he does have like a human side to him because he's got a family and people that he cares about. But he's mm-hmm. pushing for but he's pushing for Paul Billings, the, yeah, the bitch town of Silo, if you will. <laughs> um, By the books. As is as is Tim Robbins. And Tim Robbins' character, Bernard. You know, he has statistics behind what everybody in the silo will be. Right. And that, I think, plays a huge role back to episode one with Allison telling Holston that they don't want people like her making babies. Right. Right. She said that that's a very strange thing. But now you're realizing that. Bernard, the Tim Robbins character, has a database that essentially is telling him what he thinks every person is going to be. So it's very feasible to think Allison should not have kids because she could, you know, raise kids that are not trusting of the silo. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And he has jewels. He says she's a thief. She stole electrical tape. Tape. (laughs) Tape. The mayor's Which like, okay. I was trying to think, like, is 
is there any electrical tape in the place that her and George go? I don't know, but she's mm. a thief in his mind. And he's like, what the beep are you doing? Just pick Paul Billings. And she's like, drink my brandy and shut the fuck up, Tim Robbins. I'm going down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, they seemed they seemed cordial. They seemed OK, like when they were first meeting. Yeah, I mean, that's like the political the side of it, right? Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's a mayor front facing. There's a judge who is judge, jury and executioner, you would imagine. And then there's Tim Robbins character. There's data. There is the guy that's running information. So you but kind like of, you said, he he is close with judicial. You can yeah. tell that he's very close. Like he literally is, anything that happens is immediately going. Information is trading back and forth between them. I mean, hell, what if here's another thing. Helen Mirren, we're, we're going with Helen Mirren and, and <laughs> he's smart. What if what if Judge Meta is just Tim Robbins with a wig? That <laughs> <laughs> could be to shave that he's Colonel just, Sanders he's, off. Exactly. He's just going back and forth playing both sides. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to put it past him. Um but yeah, all the all this episode really does with those two scenes is they do a really good job of using the trip and all of that to show you that her and Yost, as the viewer, you're supposed to think are like they're just good, you know, hard, honest people trying to do what's best for the silo. And right. then but data and judicial are these two pieces of, you know, of potential opposition to mm-hmm. that way of life. Um, right. The lights go out, Jim. And you know, when the lights go out, the mayor comes, comes alive, baby. <laughs> he was like, All right, well, wait, wait, let's, let's wait for a second because we're not there yet. We do have to talk about Jor Mormont's introduction into the silo. So he is from game of Thrones, obviously the actor. It's so funny. I saw him in the trailer. I was like, Oh, there's Jor Mormon. And then I just forgot that he was going to be in it. Yes. Yeah, so and he's Juliet's um, Juliet's dad, who is a doctor delivering babies. He's up. He's up closer to the upper level people. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. He's technically, they're called mid-level, right? Yeah. And we know yep. that timeline wise, Juliet in episode two tells us that she's seen dead bodies before her brother and her mother, when she was mm-hmm. 12 and then her father says that she moved down to engineering when she was 13, 13. So literally mm-hmm. right away. She just goes down there and this guy's just like, I can never see her like babies are being born. It's a long ass walk. Super it's, busy. I'm just super busy. I haven't seen my daughter in 20 years. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much admitted without saying that he pr- most likely has not seen her since she left. Uh, he says, is she OK? You could tell on his face that he cares, but he has not seen her. And he really didn't help at all. You could tell the mayor is just trying to figure out who Jules is, trying to figure out if she's worth becoming the sheriff, why Holson went and picked her. And the scene ends with her saying more questions than answers. But we get some cool, more world building stuff here. We have the mid-level. We have yeah, the doctor. And I, I, I don't... think the I think the thing with her father is also just proving like they've told you that Mrs. That Martha, the woman from succession, that she's that she's her confidant down in the engineering floor has. They tell you that she has not left her place since Juliet's known her, essentially. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. Juliet goes up to the upper level to be the sheriff. She's not going to be a character that we're going to hear from much. So, right. Juliet is going to have no allies up there, but 
she does have her father to lean on. And I imagine mm-hmm. that that's going to be a tricky relationship. Um, and there's going to be, you know, a lot of animus between her and him, but she's going to need him to have some sort of support system up top, which is, which is cool. And I think he's, you know, I obviously love his actor, that actor from, uh, from game of Thrones, but good to see him getting involved in the silo world. Yeah. And then also when we're doing the walk, we see like the agriculture level, we see the park, which is really cool. We have the funny thing where the deputy Yost is talking about how he caught some peeps banging and he yeah, had he's to just, arrest them twice. Yeah. Clearly, uh, Look, if you're if the, the punitive action for fucking in public is just going to be something that's going to allow you to fucking public the next day, I think yeah, that you should right. just let it happen. What if the side is sitting there and he's banging like, all over it? <laughs> he's sitting there and he's like, I caught some people banging and then they banged again the next day. And he's looking at the mayor and he's like, you interested? <laughs> He's like, does that turn you on? How's oh, I got to turn, turn the lights out. But anyway, so now we're. Now we're starting to converge again, okay? So now they're starting to get down to the bottom level, and we're starting to meet timelines where now Jules is just hung over, but now she's starting to jump into action. Mayor is literally showing up as shit is hitting the fan. The head engineer is like, oh, shit, what is she doing here? Like, this is not a good day for her to be here. I look bad because shit's hitting the fan. Um, but this is phenomenal for the mayor to see. Now, like you said, I guess I skipped a part here. Um you already brought up us for a second, but the mayor and and succession mama talking and and you know that obviously is a push towards Jules being picked because again, succession mama is the confidant and she loves Jules, so that was good for the mayor to see. But while shit's hitting the fan and Jules is taking care of business, she's literally looking at, from the window down at the generator and she's saying, "Is that her?" Uh, the deputy knows it's her, and he's like, "Yes, it is," and she's very impressed. They fix whatever the issue is. For the time they put the bandaid on, Jules comes back, and now we have the first conversation, the first um, meeting between the mayor and Jules. All that that scene is important for is giving her the badge, which, you know, right away, you know, we figure out that something is written on the back of it as the, you know, the, uh, the lawman down down in the engineering floor notices. And then that triggers her to say, hey, I'll do it if I can fix the generator. So now something yeah, so is something's it, on there that that makes her want to be the sheriff. So we know that's important. We also have Jules's sense of duty to the silo. She says straight up to the mayor, no, I'm not taking this job. You know why? Because I have a more important job to the silo, and that's keeping this damn generator going. If I go, we're going to be in the dark. So she is not down to become the sheriff. And again, she is shocked as hell when the mayor offers that to her. But you can see that the gears are turning when Holson's name gets brought up and the mayor is saying, you know, here's the badge and and he wants you to be sheriff and and this and that. But like you said, as soon as she sees what's behind the badge, she runs to the mayor and she says, listen, I'll take the job, but I have one condition. And of course, Yost is like, oh, conditions here. What? Because actually, even though Yost is our boy, he is against. He's a Paul Billings guy. You know, he he is on the mayor's side and he wants he's the mayor just, to He do just what doesn't want the right. silo to fall, but he just wants to right, retire. Right. He just doesn't understand. And look, the, the Jules. just to not make this go through too, like, there's really two main things from this part that happen in my mind that I want to talk about with you. One, they fix the generator. Jules is going up. The mayor's dying. So within all that chaos, 
They shut down and go to the backup generator. And as the viewer, you see in a quick scene that the outside goes from the bleak gray to the lush green and then turns off. Right. Now, I'll be honest. It, I think this is by design. You know, I keep thinking after our last episode, like, what does it mean that Holston's character was really laboring to breathe and he takes his helmet off and then crawls yeah. to his death? And there's a lot of things going through my head. Like, is it possible that the helmet that they put on shows you this fake green world and not the real world because they want you to clean the lens? I have no idea. Tyler. Okay, dude. So I actually have, let me, let me break this down. I thought I was going to do it way later, but I have the same thought. And it's because I did a, a quick higher speed playback speed rewatch of one and two, because it was bothering me. I did bring up our episode one and two coverage that I was like, what if the world is normal, but it's actually still poisoned. And the poison world is the fake world via the, the CGI or via the VR, however you want to say it. You know, what if, what if, what if, okay? But let me just, let me break this down to you because there was something that really bothered me. And I don't know, I don't have an answer. Like, and that's why I want to talk it out. So it's a weird time for us to talk about it because we didn't finish the episode, but let's just freaking do the it. Episode, okay? We're being, people, we're being a tool. You just watched the episode. You know what's happening. This is what, this is what you're here for, right? Yeah. So, all right. There's a couple things that can be happening here when it comes to the suit, right? And actually, I want to bring up something Kathleen said. Kathleen has just watched episode one and two, but when she first watched one, she texted me immediately and said, what if the decontamination chamber is poisoning, you know, the the what, the stuff that we see coming out that you assume is the decontamination or the pressure chamber is the poison that's poisoning them, and then there's like a ticking clock, right? So no matter what happens, they're going to die. If the world's fine, they take the helmet off, they're still going to die within... 30 to 60 seconds because they got the the poison in the chamber right before they're let out. You know that Holston pulls the locked door and, and closes it. No one's going to get poisoned except the person in there. Who the hell knows is what's being pushed out into the air there except for the people that are actually doing it. So that that's something that is worth talking about. But here here's the deal. If you have this suit, okay, there's two options, okay? The two options of this suit are, one, it's giving you air, okay? Two... It's protecting you from the poison, okay? There's reasons why this is important, and let me just, like, I, I have some notes here, and I need to get my thoughts together. But see, the big thing is that we don't know what happens to Holston when he takes the mask off. We don't see yeah, what he sees. The, look, it's essentially, it, it's, two, it's two sides of it. Is it lush green, or is it the, you know, post-apocalyptic shitty world that everybody else sees outside? Which is it? Right. So if he takes the mask off and dies anyway, okay, then it has to be that the suit is saving you from poison. Okay. It's not providing you with air because if you pull the mask off, you get air. Well, okay? people are dying with the mask on, with the mask on too. That's what I'm right. So do you believe Holston's alive or dead? That's the question. If he, if he takes the mask off and he's alive, then well, I don't, fu I don't he was fucking know, Jim. It's only the third. Well, that's episode. why you yeah, have to talk through this, dude. Me. You have to talk through this here. Well, so if a, look, there, there is two possible options, and they're you know intentionally disorienting us. I don't know whether the lush green is a projection because then you could say you could say if you think the lush green world is a projection, the reason that they would do that is it makes people clean the filter because they go, oh, they right. have to see this, and then they die. 
Um, we've established that whether you have poison in the silo or there's poison outside the silo, one of the two is going on. But it is like it's interesting. It makes you think because Holston's character, when he falls, does hold hands with his wife. And we talked about it last pod. They particularly do not show you the world through Holston's eyes once he takes the mask off. Right. So the mask. I mean, in my mind, I don't think that the I don't think that the suit has anything to do with poison. If that was the case, I think it's just the reality that. The outside world is contaminated, and all the suit does to the person going out is gives you the illusion that it's lush and green so that you'll clean. So I understand what you're saying because that's the conclusion that I'm thinking I might come to for another reason that I didn't bring up yet, but what's the reason to do that? Because then you clean. They need people. Look, for order to remain, if if people can't see that there's dead people falling out there, then that thing is going to get fogged over and people are going to become uneasy and think that they can get want to get out. Right. So as time goes on, if you don't see the poison world, people are always going to say, why what can't we leave? It's not bad. Out there. And this is the conclusion I'm coming to as well is the, the green is there through like a VR mm-hmm. because it, it's literally making compliance happen. They need you to clean because they need the camera. And, but the deal is Tyler, that the suit has to be, dysfunctional and only keep you alive for a certain amount of time because if it kept you alive then why not send a worker out there to clean it really doesn't quick and keep you alive all it does is show you the lush green that, through the yeah, that's what i'm it. saying you're not you're, you're not listening to what i'm saying if it kept you alive then they could just have a worker clean so it has to be a dysfunctional suit like you're saying because and they have to send someone who wants to go out or is doing something bad to go out the suit doesn't protect you, but you show them the VR so they clean because that's the only reason. They're because if you can get a worker to go clean the camera, if the camera's so important and the suit protects you, then you can go clean and do it often so that the compliance continues. But if the suit doesn't do shit, like we're guessing, then it has to be something like you're saying. There has to be some kind of thing that they're manipulating them to clean. Everyone says they're not going to clean, and then all of a sudden they do. And the guess is that if they see the green, oh, everyone needs to see this. I need to clean it so that they can see this. So I get you. Now, here's the deal. Something that I saw in episode one and two that kind of freaked me out and brought me to this is that when you watch the scene where Allison sees the green and the sun with George, you see a tree and you see birds flying in V formation, right? In her glasses. When Holston goes outside, the first thing he sees is a tree and the exact same thing, birds coming out and flying in V formation. So they just, so, so in that file that her and George uncovered, they just found the digital like well, no, I'm they saying they use. probably show the exact same thing. To like, yeah, they they found yeah. exactly what they use when you go outside. It was really funny. It was after our pod, I was like doing the dishes, and I was like, "Shit, I think it's the opposite." Either way, you know, I love a mystery because it gives us the chance for you and I to talk about this. The flickering, you know, it could it could still be either or. Both sides exist. The one common through line with that is this idea of poison being out in in the world. And guess right. what? The mayor dies at the end of the episode from poison. Yeah. Now, how did she get the poison? 
All right. So that's so we talked about the world viewing when they're shutting down the generator. Now we're flashing forward. The generator's fixed. Juliet is on her way up to be sheriff. And real quick, what do we see the mayor do? She takes a drink of water out of yeah. her canteen. Mm-hmm. Now she's taking a drink of water when it was just pitch black for eight hours. And guess what? We have already seen as the viewer in the beginning of the episode, the people from judicial are hanging from the rafters. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I believe you're, you're meant to think that someone in judicial poisoned her Mm -hmm. Bernard, you know, Bernard's character, he sees the email saying that they're going to shut down the silo for eight hours. And he's like, what the beep? Yeah. He's pissed off because Probably because he knows, hey, it's going to flash the thing on the outside. And also, it does show us, which I think is meaningful, the top of the silo when it's when the power is turning back on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the top of the silo opens up, and it does look kind of clear on the top of the silo. You didn't think about that, did you, Jim? But <laughs> are you with me that, like, as the viewer, you're, you're clearly supposed to think that her water was poisoned during yeah. the night? Let me throw. I'm with you there. Let me throw one other thing in there, though. Throw what, if it. Coach, what if Coach Yost did it? <laughs> After he's in love with her, man, he's drawing her. He's drawing a picture of her. They're getting ready to have a nice ass. I didn't wine say it night. was a good theory. Why I just, not? I mean, he's got the canteen in his bag. He's got. Well, here's canteen. the deal. Here, here's actually something that's crazy. Um, if you watch them drinking from each other's canteens she drinks his he drinks hers mm-hmm. um now you're saying that you think she was poisoned during the darkness now what if they were poisoned sometime on the way back up after bernard's all pissed right and what if it wasn't even her that he was trying now i'm going with bernard yeah yeah no maybe what. what if like what if you know we now saw like the ranks that the deputy has what if one of them was trying to kill him because they want to take right. his place what if Bernard or somebody wanted to take his place, take him what out? What if Paul Billings, the traditional Bingetown podcast, was trying to kill T-Money, the Juliet podcast? <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Now, one of the more important things, obviously, is that she does sign the form before she dies. So Juliet is in. Now, obviously, if it's Bernard or somebody, I'm, I'm guessing they're hoping that she died before that. But she did not. Yost was about to get some money, and he did not get it because the mayor passes away. It's a crazy way to end the episode. Pretty much, to me, cements that she was good, uh, just like you had guessed. I don't see anything bad from her point of view. She just seems like a, an honest person trying to do the right thing, trying to get some answers and figure out why Holston wanted Jules, determined that Jules was the right person for the job. And then was killed and whether it's bernard judicial in general common whoever doesn't really matter um going back to just everything that is going through this episode we didn't really i know you said we kind of were blasting through it but the scenes where she's fixing the generator everything about it was so cool when the when this machine starts to whir up again and it's actually like nice and quiet and doing the right thing it's freaking really cool to see the cgi is amazing we get our boy Coop getting a W. He does drop the blade like a, like an idiot drops <laughs> the blade, but he does. He does fix it. He gets everything set up. He's going to be the new guy figuring Am out. Am I the only one or did generator. you, uh, did you also have like this, this feeling that I, that you wanted to like 
practice some metal some metal working i was like man yeah. you really straighten that blade in like three minutes oh my god yeah <laughs> but they're, I'll, dude, they're, they're guys fixing the blade he said one more minute like four times man i know i would have been like dude come on it was that perfect yeah it was it was a really cool like from the cgi point of view and at all the world to your point but it was also just that classic like boilerplate of like everything's going wrong and even as the viewer, you're like, obviously, Juliet's going to live. But it is like a heart pounding. Like, oh, yeah, you have it's, another it's, minute, motherfucker. Just put the blade back up there. Yeah, Cooper it's definitely not strong enough to hold this blade. Like, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it was it's a good it was a good anxiety, you know, heart pounding sequence for them, for sure. Yeah, you're 100 percent holding your breath during those scenes. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much the episode. You know, we, we where, don't have too so. Much- so now it's left us in this spot where we know. Bernard hates Juliet. We know Juliet is leaving the engineering floor, going up to the upper levels where her main advocate was the mayor who is now dead. She's got Mm -hmm. a father that she's estranged from up there. And her and Yost are going to have to work together because you got to imagine that we're going to live in the world where Yost wasn't the one trying to kill the mayor. I don't think that's happening. And you know, just got to throw it out there. <laughs> you Yost. also, you also want to tell me that George is having a shag. Dude, I still, he... George still might have been a. Plan. Nah, George is our boy. I'm, I'm guy. a George guy. I'm a George <laughs> you're, guy. You're team George. I'm not. So I'm sure. team George. I'm not so sure. You're team Paul Billings. Dude. I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're the Paul Billings. <laughs> I think that what 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 this is going to lead to is now, you know, these seeds of doubt is really the that's the issue that the silo is always trying to scoop out. And she's got written on the back. You know, he said, if I find out the truth, I will send you a signal is what Holston tells Juliet. And he carves truth on the back of his on, on the back of his sheriff's badge. So. She's going to go up and I think she's going to make going to have a um a little bit of a you know tag team with Yost. Yost is going to be able to know all the inner workings and kind of walk her through that. He's going to be her sensei up the mountain. And <laughs> she is also going to have there's probably going to be like maybe a vote. We could have a vote situation if they're like what if Tyler what if Bernard is like the new Paul mayor? Billings has got to is got to be the sheriff. This is Who's going to be the new mayor? I want to know. And when she's if, signing Juliet's name in the mayor book, I mean, I, I only watched it once, but she's like about to die, the mayor. And it doesn't even look like she's writing anything. It looks it's like, very light. Yeah. yeah. So like they might be able to say like, she, this doesn't say anything. It says Paul Billings. <laughs> and then yeah. sudden, it's like, what? So I do think there's going to be a, a, a clash between Paul Billings, who is just the He's the statistical person that uh, Tim Robbins' calculation wants to be, uh, the sheriff and Juliet. But we've got a lot. There's still a lot of mysteries. Where is that poison coming from? Right? What you know? Are they using something that's in the air outside? Okay, so you're to make you're you're just you're totally off the board now. Where it being lush green sunny outside you're off that being the mystery and you're on that you think it's um i mean i don't that that's why this show i think is is good at the on the mystery side especially to be clear like i really enjoyed the third episode as well so i'm in um but yeah i i don't know but now the more i thought about it um I am starting to think that it's actually dog shit outside and they just 
have that green scenery to make you clean. But one piece that I just, we haven't gotten any conclusive evidence from, but I'm telling you in that first scene, when Holston in the first scene of the show, when Holston is about to go ask you outside, why does he take the screws off of the vent in his room? There is some, they haven't given us anything with that yet. So they still got all these breadcrumbs sitting out there that as the viewer, you're like, God damn, I just got to know. I got to know. That vent thing was in my head, and if if the deputy wasn't in the room when she died, I was going to say maybe they pumped her room with some something, but he was obviously in the ooh, room. So ooh, yeah, yeah, you had you had my gears turned on that, and that was stuck in my head. The Stir- the vent thing, stirring the pot, stirring the pot. Now the Julia Nichols of the Benchtown universe. Yeah, I have a couple questions for you, Tyler. So the first question will be, who do you think, or not necessarily who do you think, because we're not going to get a who. It's probably just going to be some, unless it's Bernard, but you think they're going to replace the mayor and put somebody in from judicial to make that be even more tension for Jules if she becomes the sheriff cleanly? I mean, maybe Paul Billings instead of the sheriff, they make him the mayor. Right. I mean, it would be cool. It It would really push us onto the, Plus Tim Robbins side if he becomes the the mayor, but I don't I don't know if that's really I mean pushing in from IT. To yeah, the for America's favorite game that that would really just like break the you know that would, that would yeah. break the needle on the Tim Robbins side, which we'd all love to see. But you know I don't know if we're gonna get that. I think they're gonna keep us guessing with the Tim Robbins versus Common controversy. Yeah. Now here's the other question for you: If we're going with the theory right now that the suit is VR. And that's literally the only purpose. The suit does not save you from the poison. It is VR so that you clean. Did Holson even find the truth? Because he fell right into it. Yeah. That's the problem that yeah, I'm having I mean, here. Well, he had... That's that's the other part of this, is that Holston and Juliet were separated for three months, and then he decided to go outside. So he found something in those three months. But he said, truth wrote it right in the badge, gave it to to Jules. He knew it was going to get to her eventually. He said, Allison, you were right. Yeah. And we're going with the VR thing. So, no, she was not right. So, all, oh all this purpose, the only know. purpose that this could be with him saying truth was that it just keeps planting seeds. If we're right, it just, he didn't find any truth, but it's enough to make Jules keep pushing so that, yeah, she continues on her journey because I mean, here's the deal. I, I really, really was freaked out when I not freaked out, but I, when I rewatched and I saw that the VR thing, the scenes with the green, that's what I'm the mystery guy. You know, I love the theories. And then the fact that you brought it up before me, I'm a little pissed off, but, <laughs> but, and it's funny because it doesn't let you screenshot. Like I put it on my phone and you can't screenshot because of copyright reasons. So I wanted to prove that it seems like the very same scene from when Allison sees it. And when Holston sees it with the V formation birds, it's just like, why would you do that? Unless you're being a lazy Apple plus isn't lazy. Like you said, they have that money. So they're not going to use the same exact CGI scene for us unless there's a reason. So that's why I've started going, okay, this seems like it's VR to me, but then that's the thing. Like, I get it. Like I came to the same conclusion you did. Like the VR only exists because the poison's there and it needs, you need to clean and they really don't have the technology to save you from the poison. The suit doesn't save you from the poison at all, because if it did, then you would get a worker every once in a while to put the suit on. They would save them and they would just go clean and then they would come back in and then it all would be good. 
Yep. Now I get it too. I, I also understand the fact that you can't just have somebody go out there clean. It's all good. And the, and then the, the crowd be like, Oh, so you can go out there as long as you're wearing a suit. Like, you know, come on. Yeah, why can't we go out there and have a little field suits. trip? So let's manufacture. Yeah, let me have, let me have a field trip. So that's another thing. But I mean, I don't want to just say like, I am fully down with this, but the VR thing did the same scene thing did freak me out. I think I am pushing on to that side of things, but the overarching mystery though like it, it's within the silo, then, right? Like that's it. Like yeah, this I mean, is it could be like, in- why is the silo? Why is the silo created? Why did the rebellion ever happen? Why did you know? There's just still so many whys, um, and that's what you know. That's what we're here for. That's what, and, and we're and we're in it with you. And that's why and, I don't yeah. think I'm going to read Wool until this is over because yeah, I don't, don't want to. Re- I don't want to spoil yeah. the surprise. Yeah. Now, my last question for you, Tyler. We did get some answers concrete multiple times they say 10,000 so we know that there's 10,000 residents in the silo we know that there's a freaking world out there we know it's earth so do you think that there's multiple silos or do you think that literally one silo exists and it's just I'm not saying we're going to get multiple silos in the show but I'm just saying do you think that there could be more than one and they're just on different parts of the earth or do you just think that the entire earth is down to 10,000 people now you know I think it's probably as a as a show trying to draw parallels between Earth and the rest of what's out there, right? I I find it hard to believe that there's just ten thousand people in a silo and they're the only people alive. There's, but you know, people think so. That you're we're saying the only, that, yeah. people think that we're the only humans or the only living life forms in the galaxy. So you know, it's it's. Yeah. I think it's more of just a big picture question. Maybe they do answer right. it in future seasons. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that they will, and I and maybe that's part of the mystery. Like they give us that answer, but we never in the world in the world we never in the series see another silo. If they, but it just like hey, like in the eventual answers to the mystery question, hey, you're silo one and there's silo five hundred. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. The founders know. Yeah. And the last thing is, you know, it was very it was really cool when they went to darkness, you know, the ominousness of it. All that was really cool. I was expecting the, some the kind stakes, of like the problems. stakes felt high, which yeah, is good. Yeah. You know, I think that was a cool thing. They're like, look, this whole silo will be dark forever if we don't get this working. And, and you're like, as the viewer, oh, shit, this is actually really fucking important. And there's still one thing that we don't have any answers to. And that's George's stuff like he. We see George and Alice and see that there's a tunnel. We talked about the tunnel, but we don't know what the hell that tunnel is. We don't know really what he can see when he gets down to the water. And we don't. And he said there might be some kind of door. Don't know where that would go. Yeah. Um, we don't know who, still, killed him, who killed him. There's still, yeah. there's still a lot killer, to uncover. Man. So Jules is going up to a shit show, but. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's it, guys. That's it. I mean, I, f- I feel like we did a nice lean episode talking about episode three um that's an hour so whatever (laughs) this is is lean for us so um tyler happy birthday happy birthday with your damn theory that you wanted to spit out before i could spit it out but i'm glad that we're of singular minds here man me and you are always two peas in a pod, so I'm glad we're two, we're having this peas. same theory. But guys, if you li- if you uh, liked what you heard, please hit us up on BenchTownTV.com. Again, if you're listening on the Silo feed, hit that subscribe so you can follow with us for the next seven episodes. We will be here. We have this dedicated feed for you guys, but also we do have a Benchtown TV feed. We have multiple feeds for multiple shows, but Benchtown is where you can find every single show we cover. Again, 50 to 75 different shows. We're sure there's something that you guys would like. 
You can find it all at BenchtownTV.com, or you can just type in Benchtown TV on your favorite podcast app. We are on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. If, like you said, Tyler, if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're watching, don't just hit that subscribe. We, we only want you to subscribe if you like us. And I know you got to like us, right, Tyler? We're doing all right. I don't know. Yeah. Tyler's not feeling great. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with episode four. Again, we may have some special guests. We had, we almost had a, a, another Benchtown member join today, but me and Tyler held it down on his birthday. Um, but we're mostly going to be the two of us for the next seven weeks. And if we get a special guest, then, then we'll have some fun with it. But uh, once again, we are Benchtown TV. And thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.